Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. We've got a lot of catching up to do. Hi there, everybody. It's lovely to be with you again. Over 100 live games in just six weeks on Sky Sports. Everything still to play for. Scores to sell. Relegation to avoid. Europe up for grabs. And the titles to win. Upgrade to Sky Sports today. 64 Premier League and 37 EFL games on Sky Sports, 17th of June till 26th of July. See sky.ie for details. New Year Slackers, I hope you're all good. Uh, my name is Phil Taggart and this is the Slacker Podcast, a podcast about music, the early demos and all the interesting shit that you want to know about the brightest and best new artists in the world. And as you can hear from my voice, I am incredibly, incredibly dosed at the minute. I don't know what it is. Every Christmas, it's the same. Load of family get together. Oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Oh my God, you've lost weight. You look amazing. Let's go out. Oh, we have a couple of beers. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go out. We're getting absolutely trashed. And then three days later, the whole house, the other house that you were out with, making it sound like Game of Thrones. Everybody is absolutely doomed. I've got a chest infection and I feel absolutely amazing. And it is what? I'm recording this on the 2nd of January and I'm officially back to work today. Which is great. Maybe does this make me sound sexy when I when I sort of have a croaky voice, or do I just sound like I'm dying? Either or, I'll try and get back to some sort of level of normality. I hope you all had a good Christmas. I hope you're all um, fat, and uh, yeah, I hope you got all the Christmas presents you wanted. Um, I got about twelve pairs of pants, and ten of them were from my missus. My missus actually bought me a pair of pants with her own face on the front of it. So there's a image for you all for uh 2019 also half of them are about five sizes too big for me too so i'm basically walking around in fat man pants at the minute so that, that was my christmas and that was my the, my, my presence and, i mean life is a roller coaster run and keaton was always right um so if you uh, have listened to the podcast before then you know exactly what's coming we're going to be playing a demo from novelist who uh, we have on uh this week and we will be chatting to Novelist about various different parts of his um, career coming up. I mean, Novelist is quite young. 
Um, I think he's like 19, 20 years old. But the dude, he's just got like a wise head on his shoulders. Like you can talk to him about absolutely anything. Nothing was off limits in this conversation. Everything from the sort of origins of grime music, um, his faith growing up, uh, how he got into music, how important his family is. Um, what's it like growing up in Lewisham, um, knife crime, um, him getting stabbed himself when he was uh, quite young and releasing his debut album, um, being an independent artist um, and all the rest of the stuff that comes with it. There's loads of great stuff on there. I really, really enjoyed sitting down and chatting to him as well. And just before we get into this week's podcast, I want to remind you that the Slacker Club Night is going on tour in February. So if you like really really good live music, then this is the place for you. Uh, We have the Magic Gang, who will be performing live each of the nights. We have a super amazing um, band called Touts, who are the support band, who will be on the tour as well. So that's two incredible live bands as it is. I'll be DJing a little bit, I'll be hanging out, and um, probably drinking beer i would imagine yeah dry january will be well done by then because uh, we are going to southampton reading and margate that is february the 20th in the engine rooms in southampton february the 21st in sub 89 in reading and february the 22nd in dreamland in margate if you want to go to any of those if you live around that area or you want to make the pilgrimage then I will put a link to tickets below in the description of this podcast. Okay, right, let's get into it. This week's Slacker podcast with Novelist in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen and good people of the gallery, I introduce you to the one and only Novelist. <laughs> yes, Phil, what's going on, brother? Are you good, man? I'm lovely, thank you. What's What's your full name? My full name is Kajo Quentin Kankam. And, and novelist was the the first thing that came to your head. You were like, right, that's me now. Well, do you know what? It actually got passed down from my uncle. So my uncle, he's the original novelist. So he's OG novelist. <laughs> what yeah. did your uncle do? I'd, he was uh, a musician as well. But um, he does a lot of stuff. Hardworking man. But it's like um, he was making music in his house. So he wasn't really an out there artist or anything. Yeah, yeah. But his, the alias he went under was novelist. So I said, yeah, let me have that. But surely if uh, he's OG novelist, that makes you Lil novelist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Younger novelist. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like that Lil, Lil Pump, Lil, Lil. Uzi Vert. No, Lil, uh, uh, Lil, yeah, that comes after like, there's got to be a younger first. So there'll be, there has to be an older then a younger, then yeah, a but like Lil Zan, was there a Zan before Lil Zan? Was there an I, Uzi Vert before I, I, a Lil Uzi I don't know Uzi how Vert? they do it in America, but over here it's like there's ranks in it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you're not going to be called Junior if somebody hasn't been called like your dad hasn't been that name before. You exactly, know? exactly, exactly. Yeah, I want to play the 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 demo. That's always like the nicest place to start with this podcast. Yeah, and um. We've been sort of sending each other backwards and forth. I haven't been sending you demos. <laughs> it's me and my ukulele. It's me and my ukulele. It's me and my ukulele. Put me on your label. Um, uh, we've got a demo from you, and you can you can introduce it to me because we had one, but you changed it up last minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, this song is called My Ends. This song's called My Ends. I made this when I was about... I made this when I was 17. Oh, right. 17 or 16. Yeah, and this, is, this was just about... Basically, my ends is how I saw things in my ends. I ain't really got one. 
care in the world, I just hope people listen You got your life, I got my life, I'll show you how they're different Grew up in a hood where not any good resources ain't sufficient And trying to have a normal day in the bits is like a mission Round there nobody ain't that real, my ends are like a film Got some that I could, got some that are bad, but either can get killed My life is way too real, but still I like it like this My life is way too exciting, that's why I'm writing like this Let me show you about my ends Let me show you about my ends About my ends About my ends Yeah, let me show you about the roads I'ma show you about ends and show you about my dress code I'm a black you in a tracksuit every day, that's how I roll Don't really care if I get stopped by the feds or 5-0 Even when the ends are hot, they feel cold Gats and bats and cats in the back of the flats to make dough Better keep on the low-key, don't wanna slip on the main road Cause no one ain't your friend these days, that's how it goes Let me show you about my ends Let me show you about my ends What was that track called? I've got Ends, that's already out. Yeah. And that song was called My Ends. So that was a song basically explaining how I felt about my ends and what it's like growing up around it. How did you let's I wanna get to that in a second, but I actually kinda wanna talk about how you actually got to produce that, how you got to what it would have felt like um spitting on that track if it's one of your first demos. Like the first mm. thing that comes to my mind both on production and the bars is that like <laughs> it bangs way too hard for it to be somebody's first go yeah man do you know what um like i've always been inspired by a certain type of sound and um i wanted to be one of the artists in the uk who who had a legendary album and legend who made legendary music and the only thing that i could really put my hand on that was on that level for me at the time was like boy in the corner so i listened to that I was like, okay, I see what Dizzy did there. Yeah, that was cool. But I didn't, I didn't want to copy him in any wise. So I just, I just tried to make beats that didn't sound like nothing else. Yeah. And somehow people would say, oh yeah, this is like Dizzy, but they weren't saying it sounded like Dizzy. They were saying it was just like different, and the only person they could relate that to was Dizzy. So that's kind of where I was trying to go with my music. I just wanted to make something that banged. 
that was fast. I could spit half time on it as well. And, um, you know, it was just different and, and very London sounding. Yeah, man, like if, if an alien dropped into uh, the studio right now and was like, what is the young sound of London? I'd probably play on that record. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, man? In in terms of like uh, your rapping ability on that, like you know, you're 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 spitting hard and you're spitting fast. Yeah. Um, that doesn't come overnight. You didn't wake up the day before this and go, "I'm going to produce this this demo." And nah. like that, that has to come with a lot of hard work and dedication, right? I mean, I I I used to do so much radio. I've been spitting for years, even before the public knew me. So, like some people would call me a flow bender. Like I can do all different types of flows, and I just wanted to hit up that track with a very fast and and um, it's like the way I'm MCing on that particular track is like I'll get fast and I slow it down, and you know I just wanted to do different things because at that time I was just trying to be as creative as I could on each record that I was making. I got so many tunes from that time that's not even out. Like how real is what you're talking about in that song? How real is it? Like, like, is is that a document of of Lewisham? That's where you're from, isn't it? Yeah, it was just, it was, a, it was a document of just like how I felt experiencing everything. Like, even in the intro, you heard a police siren, and um, that's 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 how it felt when I was like 16, 17. You know, that's that's when uh life started to get real. That's when you first start experiencing uh, certain sorrows that you wasn't experiencing before. So. You know, it just it was something to speak about. I, like, I didn't want to just project pain into the world, but I wanted to explain that I, I'm from a place where place where there's a lot of good and a lot of bad going on as well, and 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 it's things can go either way at any point depending on what you're doing with yourself. What what was Lucian like growing up? Because like I I always had this idea of what it would be like to live in inner city London, but mm. from my perspective i lived on a farm until i was like 12 and i lived yeah. in a small rural town yeah. in northern ireland until i was like 18 19 and i moved away and i, I like it always felt from like wa- watching tv and things that it was tense there was there was, <laughs> there, there was an atmosphere about it yeah there, was, there definitely was an atmosphere but it was it was very fun because like you know i grew up around hundreds of people thousands of young people and Lewisham's one of them places if you're popular you basically do know everyone and everyone knows you and I was one of those people so like I've got so many stories that I can't even remember most of them like yeah the man them would have to literally tell me hey Nov do you remember that day when we did this or that day when it went like this so I, I went through a lot and it was it was cool but obviously when you're going through a lot you're going through a lot whether that's good or bad so you know there was there was things that people from out of London probably would have never ex- experienced that I experienced um, as a young person. But yeah, like I'd imagine if you came to where I was from and I showed you how to milk a cow, you'd be like, what, yeah, what's you, going you, on here? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so like when, when you're at that sort of like tender age of just um, starting sort of big school when you're like 11, 12, yeah. are, you, are, are you still like able to be a kid in and around then or like do you have to grow up a little bit faster when you're in the city at an earlier age I think you naturally grow up a bit faster because when you're around so many different cultures as well because London's a hub of many different cultures that's what I love about it yeah you just you just naturally learn more yeah Um, you experience different attitudes and different ways of thinking from an early age so it kind of does advance you in that sense Um, but when I went to secondary school 
you're, you're naive to a lot of things and and even it, it depends what your home life is like as well yeah of course I, I, I grew up in a close-knit family you know I can say that my mum's instilled a lot of good morals in us and and my uncle and my my, my aunt and my nan etc it's my family I grew up in a good family but you know just it's just that's just how it was like depending on where you're coming from is it, it, that that's what will make you pay attention to certain things yeah and what what were those cultures that you were growing up around like uh, was it I mean like what, what what were the different sort of um flavors that were like around around you at that stage well for example in like primary school yeah you you you'd learn about so many different cultures because there was so many different types of children there like from all different countries in the world uh -huh. and that was like that was cool because it, it kind of it makes you quite open-minded at an early age you don't just look at people and with a raised eyebrow whereas some people who's not necessarily experienced different cultures they may be a bit standoffish does that sort of like mean that like when you were at primary school and when the other people are at primary school everybody's kind of you get like that sort of racial equality before you know anything otherwise like so like you just see everybody Different color of skin, different creed, exactly. different background, different clothes, different fashions, different religions. Yeah, like when you're there with them when they're four or five years old, like they're they're just your friends. They're just people. Just, they're just your friends. They're just your friends. You know, like that's that's how it was for me, man. Like, I, I, especially when I was in secondary school as well. I can't imagine that you were the bad kid in, in secondary school. I, was I, I I don't know if you were like I can't. This is like you can stop me if I'm wrong, and I I often often am. I can't see you as the prefect, but I can't see you as the, the bad kid either. You say you, you, you can see me as the prefect. I, can, I, can't, I can't see you as a prefect, but I can't see you as the bad kid either. I think you fall somewhere in between. <laughs> That's funny you say that, because I was like the kind of guy, yeah, that, that if I felt like taking the whole lesson standing up, I would do that. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, teachers must have loved you. Teachers love me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Teachers love me, but at the same time, I had the perfect balance between respecting everybody and, and knowing when I'm overstepping the mark and when I'm not. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm I'm the kind of guy that could get my whole class to be quiet. Like, I could <laughs> tell my whole class, yo, listen, like, let's let's actually just, just get some learning in today. Uh -huh. Sometimes I might be the guy that's, that when the teachers left the room, I'm the one who's throwing the paper. Do you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't really... I, I wasn't really in school to... um to cause any kind of disruption or anything like that. Uh -huh. I didn't want to be that guy. But at the same time, um, I would take the liberty of doing certain things if I could get away I with mean, it. like when you're a young young lad, you've got a certain amount of energy in yeah. you. Regardless, like you're all, like young men and women are meant to cause trouble when they're at that age and they're meant <laughs> to be respectful. And, you know, like it's a very difficult time in, in, a, in a person's time. life. Because yeah. they've got like all like you're going through puberty, you're trying to figure out what the world's about. Yeah. You've got pressure of you having to get certain exams, this, that, and the other. Of course, you're gonna go a little bit nuts. Like I wasn't uh, a model uh, student by any stretch of the imagination. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't been invited back to talk to my school. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not waiting on the phone call either. <laughs> But what, 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 uh, how important was music in in your school? Was it uh, like something that you would talk about a lot? At, you know, break time and lunchtime. Is it something that you guys lived and like your yeah. your people like like your crews and stuff like would live together? Yeah, me me and my boys, we'd always be um, 
like spraying bars and rapping and yeah it was there was a, I remember there was a certain time it was a grime thing at the beginning and then after that it was a rap thing because um you know it just started to take over the streets and obviously that's what we was listening to whatever was coming out of the streets is what we was paying attention to so we started rapping and that and um who were the who were the, the grime heroes who were the poster boys and poster women of of that time um it ain't really changed, man. Like, you know, there's always the Skeptors, the JMEs. Um, but they, they, they're on a massive level now. But mm. to us, they was always that big. Yeah, of course. Because, like, in 2014, came in, That's Not Me opened Skepta and JME to the rest of the world yeah. instead of just instead the, of the inner city life, you know? Exactly. So we was, we was like... We you were on that. <laughs> we was we was listening to them guys like from way before. Yeah, I think I was like like it's it's weird, right? Being my age now, right, and having conversations with people. As I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, actually, with somebody, and they're like, "Who do you like better? Do you like Skepta or JME?" Like that that question is such a question, a weird question that, that, that you would that would you would ask when you're a primary school. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you that question. <laughs> I would I would never I would never do that. No, no, um, I don't put any no, reference anyway. No, I know that, but like. It was was it a thing that you insp- aspired to do and be part of, or was it just like part of you know your culture and everything growing up? That's, do you know it is like you never know how your path's gonna go. You just know what you're bringing to the table. So like I always like Graham. I was list- I was listening to all types of guys. I was listening. To- I used to listen to North Tempety. Used to listen to Tempety. Um, you know many different D double like pure different guys. I've listened to a lot uh, of guys. D-double, like when I heard him for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, he yeah, sounds so different, different than everybody to else. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love D-double, yeah, I really do. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was listening to D-double from early. And, um, but, but, it's, you see, when gigs came out. Yeah. When, when gigs well, came gigs out. Gigs completely different. Yeah, when gigs came oh. out. That's, that's, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what everyone was on. So, we used to rap and stuff in school. Yeah, we did. And um, we used to play football, just just what normal teenagers do. But I was more in the MCing thing. And I, I used to even say to my teachers, look, I'm gonna, I'm a musician. This is what I do. And they, like around year 11 and stuff, they, they didn't really understand that I was getting into the music yeah. game. Like I was actually going places and doing stuff. So sometimes I couldn't come in. Sometimes I'd, I'd, I'd want like... I don't know, maybe leeway on some some work or something. Were they uh, did they find that acceptable? Were they supportive of that? Or because like, like I'd find that would be a lot of teachers would find that quite difficult to understand until you're actually successful, you know? Yeah, no, it's just a, it's just a matter of belief, man. Because so it's not like you're the only one in that school that wants to be an MC, you know? Yeah, exactly. But uh, the difference between me and and a lot of guys is that I was doing this from I was about thirteen, so I really was pushing the whole time through school to be an established artist and learn. Like I even had merch out when I was about thirteen. You did, you did not have merch yeah, out. I had merch out. Well, I had merch. What what sort of merch did does a thirteen year old have? Well, it used lunchbox. To, <laughs> I used to have. I used to have t- sell t shirts, novelist t shirts. Yeah, I was really popular where I come from. Have so. you still got those? I I don't I don't think I have any of the originals. But yeah, I still have the, design. the designs, and and I'm actually gonna get them redone. How did you How did you flog them? Just, just through um, Facebook and that Facebook talking to people because, like I said, like where I grew up, I'm at, like people have known me for a long time. So you've been so, like a bit of an entrepreneur, like from 13, from an early age. I have yeah. been, but you know, I, I've always said to myself, like, 
in the future, people will look back at the story and have more of an understanding because now I'm going through the journey. They're not necessarily going to even really want to pay attention to the like, beginning. But when they see me as established, people's going to wonder what was happening at the beginning. So... You know, like. and that's what that's what we're here for now. I was, I, I'm wondering what, what was happening at the beginning. And <laughs> yeah. That's why I got you on the podcast. I was yeah, like, yeah. I want, I want, I want to hear about this. So, were you like, uh, was it mostly about getting yourself on other people's radio shows, or was it more about like recording your own mixtapes and your own demos and getting them out there physically and like you know, handing CDs out and stuff like that? I mean, I, I grew up in the um, YouTube era when YouTube first started to like take off, so. We was just recording freestyles. And just putting them directly onto YouTube? Yeah, just recording They're still there? Yeah, some of them are still there. You, you're not embarrassed by any of them? You've never taken any of them down? No, no, no. You can't really be embarrassed by who, who you've been. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, all you can do is change who you're going to be next. Uh-huh. You know, even if you made mistakes in the past, you just got to say, well, that's who I was. This is who I am now. You know what I'm saying? So, Do you, do you look back at what you were rapping about at that stage? Because, like, you're not... You, I, I can't imagine any... Anybody in their early teens or mid teens is as rounded as well. You're very rounded anyway for for your age generally. Um, but like, do you look back at what you were spitting back then and and go, oh god? Um, nah, not really, man. You not never, really. you never like went down like sort of dodgy paths and what you were singing about or what you're sorry, what you're rapping about. I mean, nah, because because of how I was raised. Like, yeah, because I feel like if I was thirteen or fourteen and I and I was spitting, I would have said. It just would have been awful. I would look back at it and go, "Oh my god, I was such a little shit." Yeah, maybe because of what was on your mind, didn't it? Mm. But but it's like, but it's just immaturity, you know. Yeah, like there's some things that I probably said before that I wouldn't say now at all. Like, I'm, I'm I maybe have had some bars that were just I just wouldn't say now. Yeah, but, sure. But generally speaking, I've kind of tried to keep it all positive throughout my career that's just a theme yeah I've, I've, I've seen that I've, like and that, i think that's one of the things that's drawn me to your music so much is like the positivity of of your music but like how you're also willing not just everybody around you in like your neighborhood or in in interstate london but like everybody in general willing them on to do better yeah man like just, you like the you like the preacher man of the the, the of uh of uh grime and tug set basically that's 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 how people see it like and I mean, all I, all I know is that I've been given a voice by God and, and I just got to use it for positive and for the, to you, do the right thing. You're quite a religious man, aren't you? I wouldn't even say I'm religious. I'm just a man of faith. Yeah. So, because the, the whole religion thing is like, I mean, the difference, the difference where, where, where people probably get mixed up here is like religion to me is just like someone has a practice that they do and it's, it's based on self-righteousness. I'm a believer of Jesus, like, directly. So it's like, my I have a relationship with him personally. Yeah. My thing isn't about, um, you know, like, I, I don't see myself as better than anyone or I can't enforce, but... I can tell that by the way you carry yourself. Like, even when you walked in here today, you made sure you said hello to everybody before you <laughs> just sat down. Yeah, Not a lot of people do that. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm a man of faith and, and living by what I feel the Lord is saying to do. So that's 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 where it is, man. And Does I think it, do you do you, do you pray a lot? Do you like speak to Jesus and yeah, all yeah? the time, yeah, all of the time. And and was that like was that instilled in you from from an early age? 
Yeah, kind of. I, I was a, I, I was brought up a, a Catholic. Yeah. And I, I was brought to mass every single Sunday. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. I'd be being my my best, uh, landing down like very uh, religious grandparents. Very religious. Yeah. And they they got together when I was about four or five years old, and they uh, hatched a plan for me to be a priest. <laughs> so like you know, I was gonna I was gonna be the priest of the family. Well, you see what I'm saying. So it's like yeah, with with me, nothing was ever forced upon me. Ever, nothing was ever forced upon me. Like, I think that's always the best way. You need to find your own. Yeah, found my, I've made my own mistakes and I've come to my own conclusions. You know, like it's for me. It's my faith is based on me reading the Bible, like myself. It's not based on another priest or pastor or anyone telling me to do something. Yeah, that's kind of it's hard to take on. You people's got to decide for themselves. Do you do you feel you, you would do. make a good pastor, somebody that would um, speak about Jesus, or would you rather just keep that as a personal relationship? more evangelist because anyone who professes they're christian they have a commission to tell people about the gospel <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah. so that's that's i'm happy to do i'm more than happy to do that but i, I don't think i'm a pastor or anything Did, like that it's interesting though like you, you carry the you carry the faith in into your music and do you think that like spurs other people on like does that i hope it does yeah i, I really do hope it does because i know how much christ has changed my life and it's not something that you can um, you you can't make someone see it. Those who choose to see it, they will understand. So that's that's how it is. Wait, like when you when you say crisis, like what what sort of stuff like like changed changed you or helped you kind of realize my confidence, my perspectives, my yeah. actions. You know, like um, if I make a mistake, it doesn't necessarily weigh on me in the way that it it would before. Yeah, because I know, okay, I've done this. Let me move forward. I'm not gonna do that no more. That's uh -huh. like it's my life. My life. My whole lifestyle is just better. So I really, I'm really grateful to God for that. And I wish people knew that there's a God that loves them, and all they have to do is just look for Him. That's it. What's it like for like other teenagers that are growing up in Lewisham now? Because like for, for, <laughs> for, for, for me. Um, you know, as as we've said before, like I I grew up out of here. Um, yeah. I'm a blow in. I've been in London for six years. I moved to Bow. I lit I literally moved to Bow because uh, <laughs> I'd like listened to Dizzy and Wiley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go live in I'm Bow. Go see them. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I go go see them. I go 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 hang out with Wiley and uh, roll deep. Um, but like, you know, ev everywhere now is talking about like you know the sort of like knife crime, drill music, and mm. all that. Is it is it a a hard place for a teenager to grow is is it as they say in the media like a get selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm worse. Yeah. I'd, all I say, yeah, this is this, because I can't speak for anyone else. I can speak for myself. I'm, I've been stabbed myself. I've been Wh- stabbed. When did that happen? When I was 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got stabbed in 011. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been stabbed myself. So it's very, it's something that's prominent in South London, especially. Yeah. You know, it happens. And, um, you know, like, it doesn't need to happen. But I, I completely understand the dynamics of why it's happening. So Why Why is that? Because I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of, so many things that you can't, you can't directly put the blame. All you can do is, is, um, try to do your part by pushing a different narrative yeah you know and 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 but that must be that must be difficult when there's like you know when when it's happening on a daily basis and you're seeing like you know something's happening in Dalston something's happening in Lewisham yeah like like for, for me it would almost like if I was a young kid um You'd, you you'd be absolutely frightened just because like you're seeing it everywhere you'd like almost be scared to walk down the street well that's why a lot of these guys got knives because they're scared but then if, if you've got a knife and you're scared it's more likely if you've got a knife or a gun or whatever like you're more likely to get it turned on you if you don't have one uh, do you know what I'll tell you one thing yeah I don't even know the statistic but a lot of people's been stabbed with their own knife really yeah a lot of people been stabbed with their own knife a lot of people stabbed themselves by accident uh, and, and a lot of people, they've got into a predicament and stabbed someone, and they didn't, they didn't even mean to do that. Like they didn't want to do that, but they left their house, house with a weapon because they were uncertain of how the course of the day was gonna go. Yeah. Now there's there's perpetrators who deliberately, they they've got they've got their own problems, so they they're making sure they carry their weapon with them. But um, you know, like, like life has so many different dynamics to it. You know, there's all different kind of crimes going on, different kind of pains that people are going through. And um, in my opinion, it's all the work of the devil. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I can't really, I can't blame anyone. All I can do is preach the gospel and, and, and hopefully people will choose to trust in God more than they trust in their knife. Do you know what? Fair play, it's a novelist. Nothing is off topic for uh, the young Grime MC from Lewisham. He's a very intelligent, very well thought out guy. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. We're only halfway through it, by the way. Uh, we've still got another 20 or 25 minutes to go. I just wanted to break it up to let you know if you have been listening to this podcast and it's the first time you've listened, then there are loads of other podcasts that might be there for you. Uh, I would maybe suggest going back to the Dizzy Rascal podcast that I did, I think, which is episode three or episode four. Um, because obviously we're talking about Dizzy with um, novelists. There's other great ones on there as well you might like. You might like some Wolf Alice. You might like some 
Bastille, I don't know. Just go through them and see, see what you like. And also, if you fancy doing it, if you've listened to this before, you know exactly what I'm going to say right now. God, guess. Yeah? Did you get it? Yeah. Um, please do me a favor. Uh, this costs you absolutely nothing to listen to. Um, like a lot of podcasts out there. Um, but it would be amazing if you could do me a little favor and give it a rate and a review on the Apple Podcast platform or wherever it is you listen to it. Anyway, right, enough begging for me. Let's get back into the second part of the Slacker Podcast with Novelist. One thing I, I really want to talk about, right, is pirate radio, right? Because, yeah. like, I, I like I'm friends with a lot of the DJs on Radio One One Extra, right? And they talk about pirate radio so <laughs> affectionately. I'll walk past like DJ Target every time you'll hear them going inside the place, inside. <laughs> I I didn't grow up with pirate radio mm. at all, but yeah, I, I mean it just it. sounds like it would have been incredible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, pirate radio was jokes because there was nothing stopping you. Like, you can you can go you can. You can just jump on, say anything, and like you know, there's there's no real. It's not like the BBC. You have to turn up and get your pass and get 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 like uh, called in. You have to be in at a certain time. Pirate radio is kind of a bit more rock up and see rock how it goes. Up, uh, wait your turn, pay your subs. What's, what do you mean, pay your subs? Pay, paying your subs is like you paying to be there. Oh right, yeah. how much would that cost? I mean, it depends. When I used to go with Grand Mixer, I used to pay like twenty pound or something. But I think that's because he had a residency there. Yeah. So it's like... So what would that get you? Like, what, like 30 minutes on? No, you weren't paying for the time because you can go for a couple hours, but you was more paying... I mean, someone's got to run the radio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure, so, I get so you. I, I, it's, it's not like, like they're running off ads, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... All, when you take those things into consideration, paying subs weren't really nothing. But yeah. I, I, I didn't come up in a generation where we paying subs was a major thing. That's more like the original guys. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I still seen it done. But like, was pirate radio still a thing? When because like you, like we're only looking back like four years. Yeah, like was it starting to die off at that stage? Because like even you know some of the stations had become legit. Like Rinse FM like mm. got its license like years ago. I think Flex is licensed now as well. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's where you cut your teeth. Like the same way when I played in bands, right? I'd go and play to like thirty people in a really shitty sweaty venue in my hometown and that was how we got our music out to people you played on a pirate radio station that probably only had about 50 or 60 people listening to it at that stage it's pretty much the same thing like yeah yeah it was and and but what was cool though is that that was getting me bookings (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's getting me bookings because imagine being a guy there's a new guy who's shutting it down every week like (laughs) you're looking forward to it now so I just put out the tweet, yeah, I'm going on air. People would be getting gassed. They're like, okay, cool, I'm locking in. I used to have I used to have um certain guys who are expected to uh shout them out every week. Like I used to get the texts because there used to be a studio line in it. How would you do your how would you do your shout outs? Well, I'd put the number, I'd say the number on air. Was it a mobile number? Like 077? Yeah, it's a, yeah. it a mobile number. I'd say it on air, someone would text the number. Oh yeah, big up novelist, rare, rare, rare. I'm boom, boom, boom from this town. But did, but did you put on your pirate radio voice to do it? Nah, inside. Nah, I'm, I'm not into none of that, man. That's <laughs> yeah, a joke. Yeah. To me, that's a that's a joke. Like, yeah, I don't find that 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 was never like nothing for me, man. Nah, like, nah, nah. It's like that's kind of like old school, though, old, isn't it? Older garage guys. No, I weren't doing that. But it's like, I, I, I mean, in a sense, I must have had a pirate radio voice because 
when you're on air, you you sound a bit different to how you sound. Yeah, exactly. Like you 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 sound like yourself, but like amped up by about twenty five fifty percent, depending on how much energy you want to put into it. Yeah, and 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 I was I was a bit like that. So like when when you go on, like do you have everything pre rehearsed? Are you freestyling? How does it work? No, sometimes you freestyle. Like some of my biggest bars I came can't, from you freestyling. I don't understand. Like I I I don't I don't understand how people freestyle. I, like I know you have to like get better at it, but there must be like mental ticks where you're going right. I know this word and I know that it's going to lead to this word you know it is that that, that calculation is so fast you probably can't even figure out how your mind processes it's like grammar it's like vocabulary mathematics on speed you know that's exactly what it is yeah and that's why that's why I think I feel like people should never doubt the intelligence of anyone because you never know what someone's thinking or how they're thinking I guess like you know, like looking back, people would have wouldn't have exactly thought the like um, grime MCs. Like you know, traditionally people would have, wouldn't have saw grime MCs as going, "Oh, look, it's uh, the the poet laureate or yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. the the English English degree art like artist or whatever." But like when you actually boil down a lot of the lyrics and what they're doing, it's way more intelligent and way more hardcore and more <laughs> dexterous than like anything that anybody else is doing like it's poetry really like it is but you know it is it depends on what regard someone holds their self in if yeah. you hold yourself in a certain regard then people have to acknowledge that if you don't then it can go over people's heads speaking of pirate radio right like uh, the whole corrupt fm thing uh that they've been doing over the last couple of years has just like it's resonated with me so much not yeah. in not my life like you know i don't i, I didn't grow grow up with that yeah but like as a sort of parody sitcom or whatever, it's just it's amazing. I love it. I think it's hilarious, and 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 you know what I like about them lot, yeah, they've actually made it a legitimate career for themselves. Yeah, as well. exactly. They're selling they're selling out shows all over the place, S- selling out shows. Like people really do enjoy the music. I saw someone in a corrupt FM t shirt today. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and 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 it made me smile to myself because. I'm like, yeah, I know them guys. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, uh, yeah, same. last was two years ago. They dropped that song. It was a bang. I can't even remember. Yeah, they, they had a song called Bang, and like when I was a DJ, and I'd mix it into more Fire Crew, Oi, <laughs> and Lethal, Lethal Bizzle, Pow. Right, it probably goes so, perfect. So, so you'd have three, you'd be like, Oi, Pow, Bang, <laughs> Oi, Pow, Bang, Pow, Bang, Oi. <laughs> Depending on how you mix uh, it, isn't it, I, I, like. For about two two years, I was like going out and DJing nothing but crime, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and like being like a white Northern Irish boy, right? Yeah. And going and playing sets in support of like P Money and 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 people like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I know that. Like I know I I knew that people were like looking at me, going, "What the fuck is going on who's, here?" Who's this and guy? I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that like you know, from where I'm from, people shouldn't like even give me the time of day when it comes to this but like i'm a very big believer and as i don't give a shit where the music's from music is music and where it hits you is where it hits you and i just love the energy of it because i was a massive like punk fan and garage punk fan when i was growing up and like to me this was like the natural succession in in like good energetic raw music i'll say guys like yourself really are expanding the music that's being made so it's good because you know it's it's always nice when someone you don't expect comes up to you on the road and says yes oh yeah I heard your your song on this show or yeah I've been listening to you like big up man much love 
it's cool. And I've, I've had a lot of conversations with fans on a random because they've heard my music somewhere. I didn't expect my music to be played. <laughs> in Lidl? In <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, man. Like, yeah, where, where is the weirdest place that you've heard your own track? I, I When I was in my band, um, I was going in to sign on on, on the dole. Hmm. And while I was in signing on, my band came on the radio and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, what, what, what did, did anyone realize? No, no, we weren't that big. Like, but our song was playlisted on like a commercial station back yeah, home. Yeah. And I was literally just signing it. You had to go in every two weeks to get it. Like, it was £45 a week we were on. Yeah. And you had to like sign it. And they were like, going, what, what, they were like, what have you done this week to look for jobs? And I used to like go, oh, this, that, and the other. I applied for an off license. I applied for, uh, a retail job I applied for this that and the other and I didn't get any of them and like as I was saying that Your my band came, came on <laughs> and I was like that's my band <laughs> and she was like almost looking at me going your band's on the radio you must be doing the double you must be really rich and I'm like that is not doing the how- double yeah that is not how it works we are I, minus cash I, I'm gonna use that term that's so funny bro yeah if I hear I hear you a song called doing the double doing the, no I'm not doing the double I'm doing the, I'm never <laughs> doing the double bro <laughs> so like yeah where, where like have you ever been like somewhere quite weird and like just like enough tracks popped on and you're like alright okay yeah one time yeah I must have been out and then someone's gone hey, they text me they're like I know your song's on shooter on what? On Shooter. You know the Netflix series? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, like, Your song's on Shooter. I was like, Pfft. I started laughing. Like, cheers, Chasing Status. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, man. Nice one, lads. Yeah, no, nah, they're, they're some good guys, man. You've never been scared of working with other people. Like, uh, I, I, the first time I came to hear your music, I think, was the mum dance mm. stuff that you were doing. Mum dance producing. Yeah. Um, you spitting and signed to XL. Mm. I'm I, I wasn't signed to XL, but the, the the music was. The music was, yeah. yeah. So like you weren't signed as an artist, but that EP was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, see, the thing is, only the, like, only you telling that to people will will people think that you weren't signed because once they see novelist and XL on I the know, same thing, everybody's thinking, all oh, right, it must be signed to XL, and like you know, you were saying that like you were a big Dizzy fan back in the day. People must have been like, right, because Dizzy came out on XL, yeah. and everybody's like, all right. It's round two. I know, that's what, that's yeah. what everyone was saying. And I was like, Vlad, like, you lot don't get it, Calm fam. down. Like, like, chill out, bro. Like, that's, it's, it's so funny because the, the way I've chosen to make my path go, like, people, people have so many misconceptions about it. And I'm like, Vlad, like, where are you lot getting all these ideas from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but He's going to be the next Adele. I know, and I was like, Vlad, like, what's the... Allow me, man. I just want to just be independent and just make music at my own will and if I want to take a hiatus do that you know what I mean yeah exactly you don't want that uh, that pressure but I think that, that comes that comes with being a grime artist as well some some people go down the major record label route some people go down the independent route it's, it's whatever suits yeah yeah exactly and with you it's like independent you are Mr. Independent really aren't you like basically you've got uh, uh, I'm actually like just some indie guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like you've got tug set and you've got mm, yeah yeah so like, t- take me take me through Tugset and um, yeah, Tugset is just like a brand that I've set up for any one of my boys who wants to just roll with me in this music thing. So you know, is it like what? Do you refer to it as a crew? Do you refer to it as no. what do you refer to it as? I mean, how can I how can I describe the Tugset man? Like Tugset's who I love, you know what I'm saying, and and 
we try and maintain that respect between each other, you know? So it's not even, I don't care if Tuxet never ever released music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it's about. It's just the love and... and Who, who's part of it then? Like A few different guys, man. You're, it's your brother. Your brother's a producer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a few different guys, man. It's a few different guys. Like some of my brothers, they've had children, etc. Yeah. So they're not really focusing on the music. Yeah, they but can they can dip in and out when they want. If yeah, if they want, like the, it's there, it's there for them. So that's 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 all it was, man. You know, what I'm saying you can't you can't um, make people move at a rate that they don't want to move at. So do you, have you learned lessons like uh, with Tugset and what you're doing now from like the days when you were with the Square? Um, yeah, I have learned lessons. That was like the 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 crew that you were in with. Um, how many other people were in it? There was about like a couple guys, though. Yeah, a couple, just, couple yeah, of guys. A few guys, man. Yeah, yeah and that was five. that was rolling about what, like two thousand and fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, them times there. Yeah, about seventeen, seventeen, yeah. eighteen years old. Yeah, and then like, where, why did you leave the square? Um, I left. Why I left the square? Because um, I felt like I was doing way more than what one member should be doing. Right, yeah, and and I've and I've always I've been going. I go hard at my own music career, no matter what circumstance I'm in. Yeah, yeah. no matter who I'm standing next to. So yeah, I just decided, you know what? Let me just do what I'm supposed to be doing and just do my thing by myself anyway. Because I was doing it before I even thought of joining up guys together anyway. So you know, it was cool rolling with a crew for a little while. But, but they're still going. They're still they're still doing their thing. They're doing whatever they're doing. I don't know what they're doing, but. Like the best part, the best thing for me now is is rolling with my brother, just me and my brother, because that's my crew from the beginning. What does he offer? Yeah, exactly, it's the original original crew. And your mum, your mum is like your manager as my well. Mom, like you're uncle. literally keeping it in the family, keeping it in the family. My mum, my uncle, my little brother designs my little sister as well. Takes <laughs> I can just see your house is like some sort of like record plant, like you know, <laughs> like it's a factory line. You're like yeah. passing it over. Just we love each other, so that's it. Ah uh, man, that's that 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 is amazing. Like, and it's a very rare thing, uh, to have like the family so so deep into your music career as well. It, it, like, it shows how much they believe in in you and the music that you're yeah. doing and the music that your brother's doing and the job that your mum's doing as well. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to talk about uh, like uh, Skepta. He's genuinely one of my favorite artists outside of not just grime or. Like yourself, like not not just grime. I like use as an artist, like yeah. generally. Like I put it up against like the like uh, indie bands that I really like, the punk bands I really like, and the hip hop MCs I really like. Um, but he's been a has he been much of an influence on on you? You seem you seem fairly tight. Yeah, yeah, man. Skeppy, he's he's a great musician, and I used to listen to him a lot when I was young. He produces his own stuff just like you as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel yeah, like it, it's easier for you if you produce the beat to know to know how to kick it out? Yeah, I think anyone who produces and MCs or sings, like if they make their own beats, they understand the dynamics of everything that's going on. They're even gonna hear things that the general man might not hear in their in their beat. You know what I'm saying? You you were on um, Konnichiwa. Mm. It's a great record. Great record. Yeah. How did it feel like um, stepping into the studio and being on that record? That was funny because I didn't even know I was going on the album. He, just, <laughs> he called me one time. He said, "Hey, no, I've come to my house." Like, <laughs> I was like, All right, "Cool, I'm coming." He's, and he sent an Uber to my yard, jumped in it, got there. He's like, "Oh yeah, I got this beat. Listen to this. Beat was hard." He's like, "Yeah, just lay a lyric." The foot, like, I just did one take, and that's the take that you hear on the album. You one take wonder. Yeah, that was it. Ask him, he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's crazy. 
Um, yeah, like uh, that, that Skepta record is good, and there's so, so many different people on. And like pe- a lot of people, I guess, don't realize is that Skepta has actually made a lot, lots of records. But yeah. like for for a lot of people, like that's the only record that they know because they're probably getting into it now and probably working their way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like um, old mixtapes, novelist guy, your your debut album. Yeah, nobody's on that. It's just you. Yeah, that's just me, man. You're like right. Well, is that like you were like going right? This is this is who I am, or yeah, yeah. That's what I like. That. Even before I linked up with anyone, because I'm I'm sure that I'm cool with so many artists that I don't know if if some other artists may be disappointed that that uh, I didn't bring them on my album or. But it's your album. Or, you can do what you want. Yeah, or, or producers as well, because I'm I'm cool with a lot of people, but that wasn't my concern. I've always said to myself from the beginning, I want to make my own album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's that's what I wanted to do, and. I did it, and I'm happy with my album. Will I change? Do you reckon? Do you reckon you'll do uh, a record with other people on it, other people producing? I can't speak for the f- for what I haven't really pondered on. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, let me, I, I'll give you a break. The album only came out. What was it? April. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the what? second album? Where's the third well, album? I tell you what, I was on the road the other day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some youths going, "Hey, novelist, where's the new music?" Oh fuck I off! Said to him, I said, "What are you talking about?" I just dropped. I literally said that. I said, "What are you talking about?" I just dropped an album in April. He's like, "What, blood? That was only a few tunes." I was like, "Bro, you're mad." Cause yeah. Like, so, alright, cool. I understand. That's that's the British press in general, though. Like yeah. the mu- music media, like people here. British d- press. D- that's the fans, bro. Man, <laughs> people de- demand a lot of our artists yeah. in this in this country. Do you know, bro? Like I, I don't even know if that guy who asked me yeah, has even really deep to everything I'm saying. Like, has he really taken in? What I said on my album, because if he did, his life should be different now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? You like, missed the point. Like, yeah, bro, like that's because that's why I make music. Yeah, uh, like the, the the record is like humongously indebted to like U- the UK sound and that that yeah. um, the genre that you uh, have been developing as well. The rough sound, rough sound. Yeah, rough sound. Hun- let me let me see if I can get this right. Grime is 140 BPM. Yeah, All right. It's made through skewed beats. Yeah, and like almost the cheaper the production software, the the better the the better the beat, right? Because like somebody told me this, and I don't know if I don't know if this is bullshit or not. Like, but so, somebody told me that it, because it was me. I and, feel you got me a stitches. Yeah, because so <laughs> like it was like when Grime was like popping. Right? So when when Wiley did his thing, uh, in like two thousand and one with that instrumental and stuff. People were listening to Grime on those old school Sony Ericsson phones that yeah. that had fault that had no bass in them. So because people were listening to them on phones, <laughs> they weren't putting bass into the tracks. So it was really top heavy <laughs> treble sounds. I, I don't know if that's like conspiracy theory shit bro, or that sounds like a mad conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it went down. No. Yeah, you can, yeah, fair enough. Like I'm, I'm man enough to admit I'm wrong. No, do you know what it is, bro? This is the, the thing with Grab here yeah, is like <laughs> Grab is just a, it's just a mandem genre. Like it just comes from so many different sounds, and you know, like if you're from it, you know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you're from it, you definitely know it. So. Even like now, the media they call so many things grime. That's not grime. That's man. That's a hundred percent. Like you know, the one that gets me. Like I can understand if there's a new artist coming through, right? Yeah. Like somebody like Young Bane, right? And people yeah. are going, "Oh, grime's taking off," and you're like, "Young Bane's not grime. Young Bane is far from grime. He's not. He's he not doesn't grime. Make grime music. Yeah. Like even like 
people are saying like, oh, Jay Huss is grime. Like uh, Jay Huss isn't grime. He's not grime. Like he's, he's not. He's an, he's an incredible performer as his young being. But the one that gets me because people should know better, right? What gigs? Is gig? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, gigs is like, not grime. Like, not like, not even like he's just is, he's, he's just UK rap. Like he's made grime tunes, but he's not a grime artist. No, but like listen, gigs would never say he's a grime artist. No, you listen to like any of his like last two three albums. Like he's not on a grime team. He's not on that. Like he knows all the grime man because London's London, so you bump yeah. into guys, and 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 you know what I'm saying. There's been affiliation from from a long time, but it's I, not. It's not. It's not a grime thing. I had gigs on my show a couple of years ago. Yeah, and um, he brought. I think it was his, either his nephew or his kid in with him. Yeah, and uh, we were doing an interview, and I was like. I was like shouting to the kid. I was like, "Who do you like better, Gigs or Tiny Tampa?" And the kid just goes, "Tiny Tampa." And I was like, "Boom, burn!" <laughs> I like a mill. Yeah. But like, we were talking about like the, the vocal ticks, the things that people know when they listen to a track that mm. that's who that track is by. Yeah. So like, when Rude Kid drops a beat, are you ready? Are you, are you ready? Right. Yeah. And when Gigs does his thing, it's it's oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like an old man yeah. getting out of a chair. Oh, <laughs> but the the novelist one, I can't do. What N O V do do do? Yeah, N O or the mm yeah or just mm, yeah like, or N O V the O V do 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 E that's me. Yeah, see, I can't do that. Yeah, you hear different ones, man. I got all different ones. I got some new ones that's not out. You might hear one, one, but obviously, the heady one, heady one. He says one. I say one, one. Like there's different ones, man. Everyone's got their own thing, man. Yeah, but I, I quite like that because like it, 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 it's it's a comfort blanket. If you if you mm. are listening to an artist and it's a new beat and it's in, and it's new lyrics and it's <clears throat> a new uh, vocal flow, he, hearing that little little uh, or whatever, it it brings you back into that safe place where yeah, you can back enjoy into that zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've always really um, enjoyed that. I've, I've got um, my other alias is. My old alias, produ- production alias, is Mr. Tetris, yeah? Mr. Tetris? Yeah, because my beats used to sound very um, 8-bit. Oh, wow, that. like, so what? Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that, like like a game, yeah? What were, you ma- what were you making that on? What software? I was making it on the same software I'm using now, Reason, but I was just using different sounds because that's what I was into at the time. And um, my my sound... My, my my little sound bite that I had on all of those beats, it used to go, you, 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 you. <laughs> so I'm going to bring that back. I've got one last question for you, right? It's your tips and advice to a younger kid that's coming through in music now. And you have to like give them a piece of wisdom. I feel like you, you're going to have a really good one, not to put any pressure on you. Yeah, the best piece of wisdom that I can give someone is search your heart and be honest. Honestly pick your beats, honestly write your lyrics and just be the true version of you and don't let anyone tell you that what you did wasn't um, wasn't what it's supposed to be. Like really search yourself and, and focus on the sound of your music. Don't focus on don't focus on the industry, don't focus on becoming the biggest artist, but focus on having the greatest sound in music because that's what a true musician is if that's what you want to be. Now, if you want to be one of these pop guys or one of these music guys who's just like known everywhere, I can't really give you advice on that because I'm not that guy myself. But novelists, as novelists, I'll say if you really want to go far and have a solid foundation, focus on the sonics of your music and just be true. 
in, in everything that you do and people will remember you as a real guy. Yeah, man. Novelist guy. Novelist guy. And over did And over did I'm never gonna get it. <laughs> Philly T the Rebel MC, that's 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 what I go for. Um Nov, thank you very much for taking the time out to chat to me. It's been uh, it's been really good and I've learned a lot. Respectful man, love. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Remember to rate and review it. Um, spread it around. Perhaps get one of those uh, cones that they use to put out when the, there's roadworks happening. And maybe lift it up to your lips and aim it towards a, a group of people and just go, I listen to this like a podcast and it, it's everything to me. Yay! And yeah, if you do that, that's how you spread it around. Or that's how you would have spread it around. Um, before social media what the fuck did we used to do before social media really what actually used to happen did you used to have to like write down what you liked and then go to the, the notice board at the town hall and just go little taggart says KFC is amazing by the way KFC if you want to uh, if you want to uh, sponsor me that'd be happy enough maybe in February too fat to be sponsored by KFC at the minute and last but not least, the Slacker Tour is on tour throughout the UK in February. February the 20th in the Engine Rooms in Southampton. February 21st, Sub 89 in Reading. 22nd of February in Dreamland in Margate. And I've got two live bands playing with me. I've got the Magic Gang and I have got Touts and I will be DJing myself. So if you want to pick tickets up for that, it'll be in the description below. All right, I'm going back to bed. Listen to me. Listen to the state of me. Blah. I'm sure I'll sound a lot better next week. And if I don't, may God have mercy on us all. See you next week. The wait is finally over and sport is back on Now TV. It's lights out and away we go. Where you can watch Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport together and all without a contract. What a fantastic part. So whether there's a day, week or whole month of action you just can't miss, you can now stream the lot. Oh, it's a fabulous goal! This is your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Full terms apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.